Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yeah, we are stumbled upon another podcast and another episode. Today, I have the privilege of talking to the baller of the week, Hiddle One Vodka, Nick Divine. Nick, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Nick Divine, how are you? Marlon. Thank you so much for having me. I am hyped up on caffeine. Oh, whoa. And uh, oh, uh, Starbucks life, bro. Dude, tell me about it. How's that going uh, for you? Dude, it's it's a lot of just rich, entitled old people that come in every day and do the same thing. What What's your favorite drink to make? Dude, I'm basic. Oh. I am I'm very basic. Um, okay. uh, just like a iced vanilla latte, honestly. Pretty basic. Okay, ice vanilla latte. So that'll yeah. get you. That that'll get you through the day. Oh well, no, no. Okay, this this is what happens. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I I stroll into work. You know, yeah. I have my bang energy drink with me. Ah. I'll I'll drink that for the first hour. You know, that'll just get me going for a while, and then okay. I'll get then I'll have a latte later on. And that's even more, and then you know now we're here. I wish this episode was sponsored by Bang. Then that would be kind of cool, like dude. <laughs> I, I wish it was too. You know, Bang, if you're listening to this, like, hit, hit your boy up. Hey, there we go. This episode is brought to you in part by Bang. Uh, <laughs> if you need energy, drink Bang. I, I don't know what their slogan, their slogan is, to be honest. But it's trademarked by Nick Devine and Marlon Jaikati. Woohoo! Woo! Next season, <laughs> they know where to go. <laughs> but Nick. It's a pleasure having you as always. I'm glad I could have you again here on the podcast. Thank you. You are the baller of the week. What happened in last week NFL Week Ten? Take take me through it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I really don't know how it happened. Like I lost the past three weeks before that. I think I played Ian and lost by just as many points as I scored. <laughs> To, to him, I think it was like a 185 to like a 165. Um, so yeah, that was really rough. But other than that, I really don't know what happened. Like uh, Todd, yeah, Todd Gurley was out. Calvin Ridley was out this week, all in buys. Um, but yeah, I guess just people just kind of stepped up for me, and I had a very surprising week. So you're you're calling this a surprise? Yes. You so you weren't really like, oh, I guess it's like kind of whatever happens, happens type of deal or like, was that the mentality kind of going into this week? Yeah, I would say that, you know, it's like looking at, like, just look like looking at my team and looking yeah. at the people who are on the bench, looking at who was questionable, you know, just looking at those people, you're just like, oh, this might be a tough week. You know, it's like you see, uh, you, yeah. you know, like you see Calvin Ridley out, you see, uh, Todd Gurley, you see CeeDee Lamb, you see all these like really big name people who have put up good numbers during the year, and then you know yeah. you're stuck with people who might not have as good as numbers during the year, and yeah. you're like, okay, this might be a rough week, but uh, yeah, for some reason, it, everything just kind of clicked, the stars aligned, yeah, and uh, ended up having a really good week. Pretty surprised, oh, that's beautiful. Um, I, I would love to kind of get your, your take about your team because. It's been kind of a roller coaster ride for you. I can only imagine. Like, beginning of the season, like, one could argue Nick Devine's team is arguably one of the top dogs. 
And I know things happen kind of throughout the season, injuries, you know, players not performing up to par. Um, and it's kind of been a, of a roller coaster ride, maybe to say the least for you. You are hanging on to the third spot in the division. What's your emotions right now about your team and these next couple of weeks? Honestly, I'm scared. I, I like, I like. I mean, I think this week I'm up against. Uh, I think I'm uh, Anthony Mello. I'm up against Anthony Mello this week. So it's a hard matchup. It's yeah. I mean, any, like either Mello Bros definitely hard <laughs> matchups there, right there. But yeah, I mean, like going into it, it's like on paper, my you know, I have a pretty good team, you know. But it's just like yeah. some people just end up don't they just don't perform in the weeks that you know I might need them more. But then also it's like you have you know really good people, and then you know you, you start them, you're like, oh, this person's gonna get me X amount of points, and then they don't do anything. And then yeah, I, I guess one thing that's really hit my team has been the lingering injuries that you know. They go out, you know, second half of the game, they're out. Next week, like, oh, you know, he looks good. He was limited in practice. Next game happens, first quarter, he's out, you know. Yeah. And that's happened to me, you know, Calvin Ridley, uh, John Brown, just to name two people at least. And, you know, and that, it, it's just kind of like a roller coaster and not knowing if they're going to be healthy, if they're even going to, you know, do anything, really. Because, you know, it's like, if I can just get five points, if I could just get, you know, a touchdown from them, that that really could have changed a lot of weeks for me. But yeah. You know, it's like can't you can't expect it. You can't you can't go with it and be like, oh, I'm I can expect this amount of points. You know, like from like you know, from your quarterback. You could be like, okay, like I have Big Ben. Oh I, yeah. He's gonna give me fifteen points at least every week, you know. Right. But yeah, some of these players with their lingering in- injuries. And I kind of wish the teams would kind of take a step back a little bit and okay. kind of like assess them a little bit better than kind of like pushing them, you know, to playing. I mean, I know the players want to play. Yeah. But at the same time, like the the team should really kind of take a step back and evaluate them more because it just seems like it's just con- it's a constant circle. Yeah, that, that's a good take. Um, I, I think it's hard because sometimes players want to play. Uh, you're definitely right about that. But then also on the flip hand, it's like um, the longevity of the sport, right? Like it, you know, we need this cat. This could be our franchise player. Right. And so why throw them out yeah. there and kind of risk that. And so it's like what percentage of uh, maybe a, a doctor's opinion versus the player's mindset. Right. It's like, I think every team is different and every player is different. It's like, where, where do you kind of balance the two? Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's that one's kind of tough because I think every team has a different level of like what wherever they're comfortable at. You know, it's like some teams might go more towards the player's word than the doctor's word, and the doctor's kind of just like, "Well, I think you should do X, Y, and Z." But if he said he's fine, then you know, go for it. You know, yeah, he's not saying he can't. Um, I. So I, I, it, it's hard to tell on that aspect. I mean, I like how, you know, the, the players should be able to kind of, like, give their input. But at the same time, I think it should be, like, the medical staff and, you know, whatever the rehab process is. I think that should definitely go first over, you know, oh, I just want to play. Or the coaches being like, I need him to play. But yeah. I think most coaches are on the medical sides 
my medical team side. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Dr. Divine here. If you have any other medical questions, feel free to ask Dr. Divine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're you're going to need to sign a waiver, too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the waivers. <laughs> but um, going into fantasy, I'm looking at the next two weeks, uh, the rest of the fantasy season. Um, we have Mello playing this week, and then week 12, you're facing Kevin. And then week 13, you're oh. facing Andrew. So the next two out of the three are, are teams that are above 500 currently. Um, thoughts? Thoughts about that? They're all above 500. <laughs> uh, well, that's better than I am at this point. Uh, but, you know, I, I really, I mean, what we, if we, we're, let me collect my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Take your time. If, if anything has told us anything about 2020 is that anything can happen. Anything's possible. You know? <laughs> exactly. It yeah. is. It's true. And, you know, good teams are bad and bad teams are good. And the middle yeah. teams are still in the middle, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, like, sure, like, I, my luck could continue these next three weeks and I could win each one of them. Knock on wood. Or, you know, I could lose each and every one of them. But that's just, that's the joy of the sport. You know, it's like you never right. know what's going to happen. If you want, if we really want to, you know, have a great example of this. Uh, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. I was like the sixth seed going into the playoffs. And I was in the championship game against uh, the one and only Kevin Stank. <laughs> yeah. And I lost because Chris Carson scored a touchdown from the two-yard line. Like, like. I lost by like two points and I cried a little bit, you know, but you know, that, it, that just shows like the underdog can take go all the way. Yeah. I mean, so who, it's like we never, yeah. we never know. Yeah. And who, who would have thought, you know, you being the sixth seed, especially at that time um, to make it all the way to the championship game. Like my goodness gracious, like it definitely really backs up what you're saying and um, really anything can happen. Like you're absolutely right. And that's a great, that was a great year. And that's definitely a great example of, um, potentially that happening again in this league. Yeah. Um, again, it's a week by week basis, right? There's no seven game series or anything like that. It, it's a one and done, you know? So I think for a lot of these top dogs, you know, if the players do not perform for one week, especially in the playoffs, that, <clears throat> that, that week could be gone, you know, and especially if they're facing a team probably of less caliber and they're performing, like that's all it comes down to at the, at, at the end of the day. So I just feel like once you reach the playoffs, your records are out the door. It's really the next three weeks, whoever can get to the championship game. Um, so I definitely agree with you. And if you look at the standings right now, like in the ESPN bracket, like Gabe's at number one at eight and two, and then the rest is six and four, five and five, and four and six. Yeah. And that's just like the other one. Everyone's six and four, four and six, and then Devin at three and seven. We love you, Devin. <laughs> But, uh, what, but what does that tell you about this league, though? About how competitive it is and how close everyone is right now? I mean, I, well, we've, we've all played together. Or most, like, a good amount of us have played, you know, consecutive years with each other. You know, and I think that kind of comes into play that we all kind of know each other's play style and, like, you know, what who we go for first and 
who we kind of prioritize, you know, no matter yeah. if it's a running back, wide receiver, you know, in the draft. I think we all can kind of be like, okay, these people, you know, attack this first. Like, for instance, Kevin, he picks quarterback last most years, you know? Yeah. And then that quarterback just takes him all year. <laughs> But right. then we can also see, you know, who likes to, who likes to wheel and deal, you know, who likes to, you know, consistently add to try and make their team better, you know, compared to people like me who really doesn't do that yeah. on a, on a daily basis. But uh, yeah, I, I think that we're all really close and I, I think we don't really think about that because we kind of think about the people who are like, oh, they're really good. And then there's the rest of us, you know? Mm, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I agree. And it's going to be a very bumpy ride the next two or three weeks um, with everyone's team. Uh, I know this week and next week is going to break a lot of teams. Um, It has to be done, but (laughs) that's just part of the game. Yeah, Um, I'm kind of surprised that it's so close going into like now, you know, going into week 11. I'm surprised it's this close because usually it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's far and in between, but like there's a little bit of more of a gap between everybody. Yeah, I'm definitely, <clears throat> this is probably the same for yourself, but I, I'm in other leagues right now and some teams in the other leagues are like, it, it's over. Like It's yeah. done. They're not even in contention. Like, you know, now they're just playing for fun. But this league, I'm very surprised. Like every single person still has a shot. Oh, like, 100%. You know, it, it's it's interesting. And we're at week 11. Like, sure, like, you know, Gabe is 8-2, and, and he's kind of, you know, he can say the alpha right now. Um, but every everyone else is just right there, you know. And I think it just shows how great everyone in this league is. And, um, you know, dude, I, for me, I'm already, I'm already looking at next year. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> wait to see what's going to happen next, next year if, like, if you're going to tell me this is going to be the pattern for, you know, those seasons to come, mm-hmm. I'm excited. You know, I definitely, uh, to, to play in a league like this where it's so competitive and everyone's active, like, I think, I think that's, uh, that's pretty awesome, in my opinion. It, it brings, like, a different type of, like, intensity to the league, you know? And, yeah. every, and everyone's kind of connected with everybody, I would say, because, you know, like, sometimes you have leagues that, there's a couple of people who just don't really talk, you know, yeah. or they don't really do, you know, like you might send them a trade. They don't say anything about it, but I feel like everyone's pretty good with like kind of just talking with each other and kind of yeah. be like, Oh, Hey, is this person up for grabs? Is this the, you know, and no one's really afraid to be like, Hey, let me get your best player for this. You know, <laughs> all right. Player. <clears throat> and I, I think, you know, you kind of mentioned trades, Again, here we are, you know, a week from today is the trade deadline. Uh, What are your thoughts about that? Well, if this year or this season so far has told me anything that, like, really anything as possible, because, I mean, we've seen people, I mean, it's like people, you know, trading Patrick Mahomes, people trading Tyreek Hill, people trading Christian McCaffrey. And it's like, these are all big names of, people that you'd be like, oh, I would not want to trade them. I, you know, I base my team around them, you know, but now there's people, you know, who have multiple superstars on their team that, you know, and even with that, you know, I mean, I'm not sure who has who, but, you know, it's like, even if you have these big name people, it doesn't always mean that you're going to win, you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. <clears throat> I think it's uh it's pretty interesting to to say that, right? Like you're trying to collect superstars on your team. Um and with all that going on, it's such a tight race. Like you would think that, oh, like, you know, there there's teams that are kinda out and about and they're gonna take the league. It's like, well, everyone's still in contention. And I think it just shows how evenly the stars are distributed amongst the teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um even with all of the injuries that have plagued some of these big name superstars. Absolutely. Um, you know, unfortunately, Saquon, like being injured, and I know COVID doesn't help either. It's oh, definitely yeah. uh, impacted a lot of teams as well, and um, some some big name players being out a couple weeks or even more. But um, you know, coming down to the to the end of the the league, and um, I guess fantasy wise, you know, what are your expectations moving forward and how do you see this league uh, playing out the rest of the, the year, maybe, including playoffs and maybe the championship game? And I guess maybe to kind of take it a step further, who do you see as the 2020 fantasy champion? Ooh. 2020 fantasy champion. That one's, that one's tough. Um, you know, I think the Mellow Bros will always be – some of the top contenders. But I think in the shadows, I think Jeremiah is right there. Okay. And I think I think Kyan is really Oh no, it's Ian. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ian has all We love you, Kyan. <laughs> Ian's really been in the shadows too. You know, I mean, I you know, if you look at him, he's third place, but he's also scored more points than both Mellow brothers. Yeah. You know, even though he has a, I, mean, I guess you could say a worse record than Gabe, but I, yeah. I think he's right there and he has the players to prove that he could win this league. But yeah. I think that any, all, what, six people is it? Yeah, six people. I think all six people and maybe not myself, but, you know, we never know. But all <laughs> all six people have the chance to take it. You know, it's it yeah. really depends on... You know, I mean, right now, I mean, even now, it's like you know, we don't know who's going to get on the COVID watch list. You know, a week from now, we don't know who's going to be on it. Two weeks from now, we we don't know who's going to be on it when the playoffs are happening. You know, even if they don't have it, you know, they're still on the list. So I, th- you know, anything can really happen, and and just due to the uncertainty of everything, right? I think that that's where it's just you don't know. Like nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you got to talk about the six teams, man, like definitely one person I, you know, want to give a shout out. And I always just kind of think about the situation and like this person really could have called it early and been like, well, you know, I lost my best player and I'm done. It's Andrew, mm-hmm. you know, the RB grinder. I think when you lose Barkley and someone uh, of the draft capital that you use him, which is arguably the second pick. And for him to be like six and four and in the race and doing well, like I really tip my hat off to, to Andrew, man, and how he's in contention. And he definitely is one of the teams that's also scary. Uh, he's a dark horse, you know, kind of even in the beginning of the season, this guy was uh, very dangerous and um, he's still dangerous now. He's in contention. And um, yeah, I'm interested to see what he could do the rest of the season. So. Um, and I would even knock yourself to out to be honest, dude. Like again, if you win the next couple weeks, you're in the playoffs. Yeah, you know. And so, 
um, you're going to be right there amongst, you know, your top six teams, mm-hmm. you know, out of 12. Like, I think, you know, this is a weekly, weekly thing. Like, it's just a weekly performance. And honestly, you being the succeed, I feel like everyone should definitely kind of be scared because if I were you, I'd be comfortable. Like, <laughs> if I hit that, if I hit that six spot and you've had, you've proven to everybody that you can come in in the sixth spot and make it to the championship game and sure the end result wasn't there, but I, honestly, man, I would, I would be terrified. You know, if you make it into the playoffs, I think it's, it's just kind of a, a welcome home type of homecoming for you. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm in the playoffs. That's all I need to do. I'm here to wreak havoc. You know, who am I facing? All right, let's, let's get it. You know? Yeah. You're just like, mm, all right, let's go. <laughs> but um, in terms of, in terms of fantasy, it's one thing. The NFL is another. What are you thinking about this NFL season so far and maybe how they've handled COVID and um, injuries so far? Uh, injuries I has definitely played a large part in it. Yeah. Um, I, I think, but I mean, it's like that, that, that comes with every season. Yeah. Know? I think it just happened that all this stuff in the world is happening. And then of course, you know, it just gets sprinkled on in the NFL a little bit. But if you're, if you want to talk about how the league, how the league has, you know, adapted to all these COVID changes or just, and just them playing this season in general, I thought that they have done a very good job, you know, without a bubble one, you know, I, I think that the number of players that have, gotten it I, I don't think have any players actually gotten it but they've just tested like a false positive i think or more kind of like asymptomatic i think yeah exactly yeah. yeah but like i mean if you're just looking at that you're just like oh wow okay like i think that they've done a really good job and i think a lot of the players you know i think a, like you know training camp was a big adjustment just because that's you know that's how you set the tone for the whole season I think that kind of took a step back for everybody. But other than that, I think that the whole league has done a very good job. Even if some places that they can have fans, some can't. But, you know, that really depends on where they are. But overall, they've done a really good job. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you in the sense of um, any sort of precaution that they take, uh, no matter what the team is, uh, they'll try and nip it in the butt fairly quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of not have it be a problem. Um, I know at the beginning of the season, things were a bit out of whack and were kind of weird. You know, we would have games on Tuesdays and we would have games rescheduled for later on in the mm-hmm. season. Um, but ever since, I think it was, you know, week two or three, things have, you know, they've been smooth so far. And um, I know that right now, and if you kind of look out outside of football and look into kind of the U.S., you know, there's mm-hmm. been a lot more cases that have been happening pretty recently. Um, and I know that NFL, knowing that, is trying to take precaution moving forward. And I think they're trying to be a little bit more strict in terms of, okay, like, we can't have this, right? Like, we need to, um, you know, find a way to you know, make sure that these cases are low for our players. Um, and I think, yeah, it's they've handled it pretty good. Um, obviously, the season's still going. Um, so I think that's a big plus. Uh, it would kind of be devastating if all of a sudden, like, you know, the season just cancels. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that definitely wouldn't be good, but the way that they're handling everything is good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, the playoffs is, is a bubble system. 
Um, so yeah. maybe they, they might choose uh, maybe one or two locations per conference uh, and probably just play them there. Um, you know, depending what cities, you know, whoever. But um, I think that's kind of my prediction in terms of playoffs. But yeah, dude, I definitely agree. I think the way that they're handling COVID is it's probably the best that they can do. Yeah, and I mean everything has kind of been like a like a like a waiting game and just like a learning experience for everybody because you know they nobody really knows where this is gonna go, and it's just kind of like you know it's probably early. I mean, I I haven't seen much behind the scenes stuff. But it seems like early on in the season, they, you know, they had things in place that they wanted to do and they probably learned that, oh, this doesn't work and this does work. And I think that they've just gotten into a groove and just like from years ahead, I think it'll just get better and better just at, on a, you know, on a, what's the right word? Just like, you know, on a, uh, like on an organizational and like on a health level you know it's just like making sure that okay like if any other type of pandemic breaks out or any other type of illness breaks out in whatever city they can just put these into play and everyone's kind of gone through it already yeah yeah definitely um and i can't wait to see what's going to happen um moving forward um i even think you know going into next season um whether fans are going to be implemented i already know in some stadiums right now there's about what, like a 25 to 35, you know, percentage mm-hmm. of capacity. Um, so I wonder, hey, like, you know, if there's a vaccine coming out, whatever that procedure is moving forward, like the 2021 20, season's going to be like, all right, well, um, we'll have people back in. You know, like, it'll just kind of be like nothing happened. Like, do we return to normalcy or, you know, how would that play out? Obviously, that's going to be a kind of big concern moving forward, but um yeah, I mean, besides that, I don't, I don't know if you want to talk uh, 49ers. Uh, <laughs> uh, if there's anything to talk about. <laughs> uh, just, just, just ask me a question. <laughs> well, uh, well, let me think of one. <laughs> I, mean, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't ready for this. but um, uh, So you guys just played the Saints, obviously. Uh, Drew Brees got hurt and Jameis Winston came in and you know, had to put it on for the second half. Where are the Niners right now in terms of uh, – there's a lot of injuries right now to the Niners. What's the update amongst those injuries? And do we see a potential comeback of the season? Or between us, average Joes, is the season over for the 49ers? So what I've seen on Twitter is that Shanahan wants – uh, like Mostert and Debo and Sherm. He's thinking all of them could come back uh, week 12. Okay, so next week. So can, yeah, so yeah, week after, yeah, this is their bye week. So, you know, hopefully everybody can get a little bit healthier. Uh, so if, you know, if those few people can kind of come back, I think that'll bring back a little bit more of a normalcy for the team a little bit, just yeah. having, you know, a handful of more of more starters in. Cause I mean, at, at one point last week and the week before, like our entire offensive line were like just people that also played offensive line, but in a different position, you know? Oh boy. And <laughs> yeah, it was, yikes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, on top of that, you know, a lot of the players that, have been playing a lot of them are practice squad players so you know having nick mullins in there you know 
he's he's familiar with all of them just due to him being on the practice squad for such a long time and you know getting reps in with these third second third fourth guys uh, you know has helped but at the same time you know he has a lot of growing to go. So I wouldn't say that the season is lost. It's just a little, uh, little fork in the road. You kind of got to go, you know, take a little detour. Um, but Hey, I mean, from, I mean, if we've, if we can look back on history, you know, Jimmy gets his, tears his ACL. We get the second pick. We get Nick Bosa and then we go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that That's very true. And, um, again, when that defense comes back to, to normal, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a very scary presence for a lot of NFL offenses. Um, I, I think you brought up an interesting point about Nick Mullins and, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback position. <laughs> Talk to me about what that position is moving forward. Uh, well, I'm not an insider, <laughs> but I think that, uh, Personally, anytime anybody gets injured, you know, but specifically Jimmy Garoppolo, everyone loves to hate on Jimmy. That I can attest to that. <laughs> Maybe it's his jawline. Maybe it's his chin. He's too know. good looking, man. It's, it's I don't know how. I just don't know how. Like, he's a quarterback. <laughs> he gets hit all the time because our offensive line sucks. Okay, maybe not sucks, but needs work. It, it, it's uh, us. It's us. It, it is very sucks. <laughs> but like any, but it's like, oh, he's injured again. It's like, okay, first off, he got, you know, it's it's a high ankle sprain. You know, it's like you don't ask for that. You know, it's like if you're con, if you're consistently, you know, you know, oh, my shoulder hurts because you know I've you know years and years of throwing, and now I need a certain surgery. But it's just because you landed awkwardly, and now you're gonna get all mad that your quarterback consistently gets injured. You know, mm. it's like it's like you have to let him heal, you know, before it gets even worse. And I think, you know, if you look back on games, I don't remember which ones it is. Uh, was I think it was the Rams when he got pu- when Jimmy got pulled out at halftime. Like, oh, he's not good anymore, you know, or whatever. It's just because he wasn't 100%. And I think that has played a big part in it. But I also don't see, it's like, sure, if they want to draft a quarterback in the draft, sure, go for it, you know. But I don't see him being implemented in the Kyle Shanahan scheme right away, just because it seems like everybody that has talked about it. And I, like I saw one of the 49er players at the gym one day and, uh, and he was saying how like, it's literally the hardest playbook he has ever seen. Really? Yeah. And he was like, Oh, like I played for Chicago. I played for Arizona. And he's like, those are like high school and like college playbooks. And this one is, yeah. And it's, it's like, those are so easy to read and understand. And this one is like, a giant textbook full of just formulas. Yeah. So like, I, I don't, you know, when a player comes here and I think that's why the organization kind of goes with players who have been in the Kyle Shanahan system because it's easier for them to understand because they, they've already got immersed in it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That, that's interesting. Of course, you know, Kyle Shanahan, a great, 
offensive mind. You know, obviously mm-hmm. Atlanta before, and, um, obviously with the Niners now, and um, I, f- I forgot who uh, Lafleur, Matt Lafleur. So I was talking to Ian and a couple of other people before. Um, so it's crazy that that the time that Atlanta Falcons were going into the Super Bowl, like that whole, I think what was it, twenty sixteen, that big run that they had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Kyle Shan, so Kyle Shanahan was the OC. Matt Lafleur was the quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. Like that just shows how powerful you know. Obviously, Matt Lafleur is with Aaron Rodgers currently, um, and then Kyle Shanahan. Like that offense was un. Stoppable. Like, mm-hmm. That was like a 33 to 35 point machine that you just could not slow down. Yeah. You know, and so um, it shows, you know, with, with obviously Aaron Rodgers right now, they're um, in the NFC right now, they're a big threat. Uh, and it shows the great minds of, of coaches like Matt LaFleur and obviously went at full strength, Kyle Shanahan being in the Super Bowl last year. Um, so it, it's going to be scary when some Niners come back, but. Um, also building back up to injuries with, you know, if players do tend to come back from week 12 and beyond, you know, is there hope to potentially gather some wins together and potentially make a playoff push? Or are we just going to try and simmer down this year and, um, Hey man, like let's, let's get, let's get to it next year. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to your LaFleur point real yeah. quick. Yeah. I just want I just want to put something out there. Yeah. Nothing towards him, but he's a, Matt LaFleur is only as good as Aaron Rodgers is. Ooh. Okay. Like Aaron Rodgers, phenomenal quarterback. I mean, he's got really good guys he can throw to that nearly always catches. You know? But if Aaron Rodgers isn't having a good game, and I'm and you know, I'm talking about them when they played the Niners last season, you know, the Niners exposed all their weaknesses, especially, you know, the Niners D just demolished them. And, you know, you could tell that Aaron Rodgers was getting frustrated and, you know, didn't really know where to go. And I think Matt LaFleur just got stumped, you know? Very true. Um, When you come upon a Niners team like that, I feel like no matter who the team is, like, except – Except the Chiefs, but um, really, no matter the team, like <laughs> the Niners are going to stop on opponents. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a question about the Vikings. It wasn't a question about the Packers. Um, it, it's hard, you know, when when the Niners' defense is at full strength, it's really hard to get anything going against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I think you know maybe could we say that you know the Packers are a great regular season team. Um, when it comes to the playoffs, it's uh, it's really a toss-up, huh? Like it's just anything kind of goes. I think that's any team, really. I mean, like I mean, last season the Ravens were pretty much the best team in the league, and then they just got stumped in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, in the first teams. round, right? In or, the first, yeah, in the first, I think or the second, second round. Second round. They had, or, did they have the bye? Uh, I think they had the bye. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, second round with the Titans, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then going to your other point on like players injured and if they should come back now or just wait it out. Um, I guess for instance, like George Kittle, like he what he got injured what two weeks ago I think it was, and he has like a six, like a four to six week timeline and yeah. like four six to eight weeks maybe. At, at that point, I'm just like, like why even push it? Like just like have him out. Like we're not. It's not like we're 
we're in the running for anything. I mean, if anything, it's like if they can get the if they can get the playoff spot, then yeah. But like, I mean, you, just the whole division. It's like then you got to play a, one of the teams a third time, you know. And that's just oof, that's rough, especially going through the, N- the NFC West. But I mean, I think that is it's just easier for player like if. If they're not going to make it to the playoffs or they don't really have a good shot, I don't see why they would want to push their players to potentially get injured even more for such a little reward. True. When you, when you bring up the NFC West, obviously tomorrow's game is going to be very crucial. We have the Seahawks and Cardinals. Who do you have? Ooh. Um, uh, cards. Definitely cards. Mm. Because, I mean, if you look at what I think they played a few weeks ago, and, I mean, the Cardinals were giving them a run for their money. <sighs> oh, that was a great game. I think this is probably the, the game of the year so far. Is well, this one, is this one in Arizona? Arizona. Uh, I think this one might be in Seattle, because I believe the last game was in Arizona. Hmm. I mean, 12th man isn't a factor anymore, which definitely <laughs> helps. But I mean, I, I mean, at, at this point, it's really the Seahawks. It's actually just Russell Wilson, honestly. Um, it's Russell Wilson versus the Cardinals. I mean, Russell Wilson is like the engine to that Seahawks team. Yeah, and I think everybody, like on pa- on paper, they're like, oh, they have a good record. But I mean, it's really just Russell Wilson being being able to do what Russell Wilson does on offense. You know, and then they're. Their defense isn't the best. I mean, I think that they're actually pretty bad. Um, but I, I mean, it's like they're still able to get it done, surprisingly. But I, Kyler Murray has shown he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now because he can do everything. Is he an MVP candidate? I would say so. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he should be in the running, just from. The team that he he has had for the since he came into the league, and, and especially with a new coach, who was brand new to the league as well, you know the division that he plays in, and the caliber that he's playing at, I think definitely should put him in the running for it. But he will always be the underdog, just like Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Hey, my guy, love Dame Dalla. Love everything's about. Love Portland. It's an amazing place. Great place. With, oh yeah. But Cut. I'll be, oh, go ahead. Nah. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I was just saying because um, right now with the way Patrick Mahomes is playing, oh my goodness! Like I don't know if you look at the stats, but I think he only has one interception to his name right now through eleven weeks of football, and I think Aaron Rodgers only has like two. Like um, two or three, I think. Yeah, something like that. It's. Like honestly, I would be surprised if uh, if Patrick Mahomes just kind of runs away with it, you know. Really, to be honest, like he is just—he's that type of player right now. Like, and I think he's going to be this type of player. What, like, if he's just healthy throughout, you know, the next what four, five, six, seven years, man. Like, it's it's insane what Pat Mahomes is, and arguably, it, is he the face of the NFL right now? I think so. I think. I, I don't know if he is the face of the NFL right now just because there's so many other players who have been playing for such a long time, like uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, 
Like, if you want to, like, but, you know, it's like, but Patrick Mahomes is that new face who's just doing everything. Yeah. I, I, I think that the Chiefs are on their way to a dynasty right now. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many they'll win in, you know, the next 10 years. Like, sure, you, you mean, they might be the next, like, 80s 49ers, you know? Mm. You know, I mean, he might, you know, he might be, you know, it's just like Joe Montana, Joe Cool, you know, he might be Patrick, whatever. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I I mean, I, but if you just look at their team too, like I don't know how they have money, honestly. <laughs> but also, I mean, if you if you look at it too, like I don't know how they're gonna play pay their players years from now. You know, a year, one, two, three years down the road, I don't know how they're gonna have money. So it's like True. they might have a a good couple years, but after that, it's like they're just gonna have to, you know, free agents, you know, paying them the minimum. Yeah, and I think um, just like any championship team, right? It's like how much are you willing to potentially take a cut to keep running to keep running it back over mm-hmm. again, you know? And I think when you lock down a deal like what Mahomes has, right? I think that does tend to help out other players, right? Like mm-hmm. no other player on the team is going to get a deal like that, but like you know maybe two or three year deals. I mean that's something that they can do moving forward, right? So. When you lock down a cornerstone like Mahomes and you can build around him, I think, you know, it's going to be dangerous. Like, if they keep a Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and they grow, like, you know, Hardman and some of these other players, and they have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's already balling, he's just a rookie. Like, (laughs) yeah, you talk about a dynasty. Like, this team, you know, they're in the AFC West, man. It hurts me, but this team is a... I definitely think that they're one to compete for uh, quite some time. I think it also just shows that, I mean, Andy Reid is a mastermind, you know? And I think, and for years, I think he was just undermined when he was with the Eagles, you know? Because it's like, oh, Donovan McNabb. Oh, 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 Michael Vick. You know, it's like you have all, you know, you have these big name quarterbacks at the time, but then it's like, oh, well, do, you know, are they really. Like, could they really perform? And it's like they might have gotten close, but they never did what Patrick Mahomes could do in his first, second year, third. I don't know. I don't know when he came into the league. But I, you know, it's hard to say if it's just Patrick Mahomes being really good or if it's everyone else on the team that helps make him look good, you know? Yeah. Because as, as a Niner fan, everyone praises on how good he did in the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. Oh, and oh, he was MVP, and but then if you look at the numbers, like they were probably some of his worst numbers in the in the NFL. You know, <laughs> yeah. But also, like I said, that's just me because I'm a Niner fan. But, <laughs> so I mean, go, going from there, like I think he is really good, but I think he still has a long way to go, which makes it really scary. Yeah, definitely. And um, in your opinion, how many chips? does he need to potentially surpass the GOAT? And I think it's Tom Brady with with six championships. Like, is he going to need to win championships? Is it MVPs? Like, in your head, what is it that'll take take Nick Devine to say, hey, you know what, this guy's a GOAT? I think it's consistency, really. Because, I mean, like, like, like Tom – well – Tom Brady is just good in general. And I think he just has like a calm kind of like composure to him. And, you know, he can get his guys on the same page. 
But then also it's like you have Belichick in there who's just a mastermind at everything he does, it seems. And, you know, and, you know, if Andy Reid, I think Andy Reid just got a contract extension not too long ago as well. That's what you think so. And so with that all together, I think that, you know, I think that they can really kind of take it far enough. But at the same time, you know, who, I, how long is Kelsey going to be there? How long is Tyreek Hill going to be there? You know, it's like, how, like, like I said, the money situation, you know, I, I don't know how people, how they're going to be able to pay, you know, if Tyreek Hill, his, um, if his contract is up, I, I don't think Kelsey's is up for a while, but all these big guys, especially Clyde uh, Edwards Hilaire, that's his name. Um, you know, I mean, once his rookie deal is up, I mean, he's going to want a big payday, but you know, if you're paying 50 million to your star quarterback, how much are you going to have to pay them? And then yeah. it might just dwindle down and down and down and down. But then, you know, you might get good players in the draft or free agents or whatever. Absolutely. And I think on the flip side of that coin, when you win championships, you feel this sort of, I would say entitlement that like, Hey, I won championships. Like now it's time to secure the bag. Right now mm-hmm. it's time to go and see how much I can get somewhere else. And I think that's probably what's going to end up happening if, you know, a Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, maybe they win the next two or three. Oh, how much is Kelsey going to be worth? Kelsey's going to be worth a shit ton, right? Like this guy mm-hmm. has been having repeated 1,000 yard seasons and has been such a reliable tight end, you know, all throughout, you know, these, these seasons. Um, and he's winning championships. Like, you know, if I'm an NFL team, I'm, hey, sign me up. Like, oh, I'll take a I'll take a stab at the Kelsey sweepstakes. Um, in my opinion, I'll take Kittle over Kelsey. That's just who mm-hmm. I am, and that's my opinion. But in terms of consistency and getting it done year in, year out, I, I hate to say it, but Kelsey's that guy. He just gets mm-hmm. it done. And obviously, when you have a quarterback like Mahomes, it just comes naturally. Like, it, it just, you know, it, it's really no debate about that. So, um, and then Tyreek Hill, this man went from a boomer bust to the most consistent wide receiver I've seen this year. It's insane. <laughs> I remember you had him last year, right? I had him this year, too, in one of my leagues, I think. Okay. But I think in this, league, yeah, in this league, I think I think in my other year. league, I had him, yeah. Yeah, I had him last year, too. Yeah. But, and it was, and it was just like, you could, like, you know, you knew he was going to get, like, a touchdown and at least 85 yards a game. This season? Like, that's insane. Knowing kind of where he was just coming from, so... It's amazing to see how that Kansas City, you know, the offense, the offensive coordinator is making him involved every single like week in and week out. And shoot, that's why they're eight and one, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, hopefully the Raiders can make that eight and two, but we'll uh, we'll have to see this I, upcoming Sunday. I think the Raiders are get are going to be that sleeper in the playoffs this year. I hope you so. Know, like, like I I I think that they're going to make it. And then I, I mean, I don't know what place they're going to end up in, but I mean, I, th- I think that they're going to have a shot. Like, I think everyone kind of sleeps on the Raiders just from seasons past, but it kind of seems like whatever, what, whatever's in the Vegas air, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't really want to know what's in the air, <laughs> but whatever it is, I, it, it's going for them. I mean, new stadium, new city, there's no fans. You know, it's like you're not at the Coliseum anymore, but yet you're 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 kind of showing everyone up, and no one's talking about it. I think the interesting thing about 
the the Raiders is like I, I was talking to Ian about this a little bit last week. Is we don't have a wide receiver one. Yeah, like we have Aguilar, who's good, but you can't. I, I'm going to sit here and tell you that he's not a wide receiver one. Like he's not no. not of that he, caliber. Um, we I, I could make an argue that we have a top three tight end. I think Waller is definitely going to be right behind Kittle and Kelsey moving mm-hmm. forward. I think that's just the rep that he gets. And Derek Carr loves his tight ends. So he's going to get the volume to make him up there. Um, but, yeah, we're just, you know, Josh Jacobs, I think, top 10 running back. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up maybe top five. Like, I love him that much and I'm biased. But at the same time, he's putting numbers. Like, you know, he's doing what he needs to do and he's getting it done. Um, and kind of with the offense like that, and with the defense that we have that's not entirely strong, <laughs> and we're six and three, uh, I'll take it. You know, so when you talk about making noise, like, you know, I hope that's the case moving forward. But um, yeah, man, I mean, to beat the Saints, to beat the Chiefs, like, I, that I think that shows something, right? I, especially in like not necessarily having like a number one receiver. I mean. You know, Nelson Aguilar, I mean, he's probably – he's towards the end of his career. I mean, they probably picked him off, off off waivers, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think we sold the Eagles some chips and crackers, you know, to get him. Yeah, and, I mean, and like, no – I mean, I don't think anyone ha- – I mean, maybe somebody has him on their fantasy team now after, you know, he's actually he's done something. But, yeah, I, I think it's really shown, you know, shown who you guys are and, you know, the preparation that – they've really done i mean yeah if you look at Derek carr i mean he's got i mean he's always been a good quarterback you know and i think a lot of people just just shit on him you know kind of i think they i think they just don't like california quarterbacks i I think that's the thing (laughs) maybe that's what it is i think that's i I can agree with you on that (laughs) because like it seems like everyone doesn't like Derek carr everyone doesn't like jimmy garoppolo Everyone, you know, I think the Jared Goff train has left the station two years ago. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, like, that's just gone. But, I mean, he's still a good quarterback. And then, you know, whoever it is for the for the Chargers. For Mr. Herbert? I think people are getting, giving him some love. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's, it's hard to see Herbert when, you know, you see Tua having his really good games. And you see uh, Joe Burrow, you know, doing what he can do with, the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, yeah, I, I I think the like Herbert two, three years and he'll, he'll make a name for himself, but I still think people are going to hate on, I think they're just going to hate on eh, mostly Bay, Bay or California quarterbacks, but I think just yeah. the California teams in general. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, again, not to be too biased or anything, but it's cool that, no, I, I definitely see the Raiders as more of like a collective team, and they just they try to get it done week in and week out, mm-hmm. no matter the stats. You know, like we have Henry Ruggs, who's you know arguably probably one of the fastest receivers in the NFL, but um, he's not. I mean, he, let's not put him in Tyreek Hill now. Like he he's not oh, producing. No. He's not producing fantasy wise, but um, you know, if you have like a foot race <laughs> out of field with Tyreek Hill, like you know, he might be able to compete. But in terms of like actual production, he's not there. But it just shows how, how big of a threat he is, you know, in the game. You know, like you really got to play deep on him. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of changes the format a little bit. And I think that opens the run game for, for Josh Jacobs. And I think, you know, 
Gruden kind of capitalizes on that. So it's pretty interesting to see where the Raiders are now and what they could be, you know, moving forward. So, um, well, but besides, also, like, oh, okay, Henry Ruggs hasn't like Henry Ruggs is first year receiver in the league, and he he hasn't made a name for himself yet. So yeah. I, I think just with that being said, you know, it's like first year, you know. And just, I mean, the Raiders are constantly changing over time. And I think once they get into a rhythm, you know, because I, I think we can both say that last year probably wasn't the best season for them. Yeah, it was weird because in the beginning they looked good and then kind of the second part of the season they just fell out. Um, cause it, it, it's hard, you know, like I definitely agree with you. Definitely wasn't the season. But, yeah, this season kind of looks, it looks a little promising to what can become the start of something new. Yeah, and, you know, and that right there, it's like, you know, they see what they like, they see what they don't like, and, you know, they make changes on it. And, you know, it's like, and this is, you know, this is the first that the league has seen for Henry Ruggs, you know. And, you know, sure, he might not have the numbers, but, you know, they'll come, you know, what, and, you know, once they get more people at receiver, you know, big name receivers, you know, I mean, Hunter Renfro and Nelson Aguilar and him are the only real real <laughs> receivers on that team you know it's like you know other teams don't have to go and double team a certain player you know yeah it's just kind of like okay well you can go there you can go there you can go there and they're not like focusing on one person as you know a kelsey a tyreek hill a george kittle you know things like that so i think as more i mean one vegas is going to attract a lot more players than oakland was going to attract yeah, yeah, and I can't wait to see uh, if this season it's like, hey, man, like, we're a winning culture and we don't have a wide receiver. Like, hopefully that might attract someone, like a top-end wide receiver. And mm-hmm. he's like, look, if I come on the Raiders, like, we could be something. You know, like, I could take this away. I could take pressure away from, from Ruggs and he might get open here and might open mm-hmm. for Renfro. Like, that's, I think that's all it'll take. And I think the run game, I think Josh Jacobs, he's going to be quality for, for some time in this league. He's only, oh, second, yeah. he's only second year, and he's getting it done. You know, so I uh, can't wait to see how he's going to develop moving forward. Wait, I mean, what, this is his second year, I think? Yeah, second year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's oof, he's got time. And he, arguably, he was the top 10 running back last year, and he's probably going to be top 10 again. Like, and, pro- and, and probably no one said anything about him. No, no, not at all. So Typical. it's uh, we're a quiet team, and I think we're going to stay quiet until uh, – you know, we'll see this come upcoming Sunday. I think the Sunday's going to be the bar, um, and if we're close to it, you know, if it's a good game, I'm I'm excited. But if uh, it might be a train wreck, then uh, hey, <laughs> uh, we got some work to do. But um, I mean, it's yeah, we'll prime see. time. I, it know, is. It's prime time. Emotions are high. Um, you know, but but I mean, whew. I mean, we we've seen how they've played. I mean, they had a close game. With the the Bills, what week like first couple weeks of the season? Yeah, I mean, and if and if you can be that close with the Bills, I think you can be just as close with the with the uh, the Chiefs again. You know? Yeah, I mean, we're the only team that gave them that one, you know, the yeah. loss column. And I think, you know, this I don't know if we can say that this is a, a renewed rivalry. I mean, we'll see. But if uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my expectations, I'm just looking to be close with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know if. If that's what we could do, then that's kind of a win for me. That that'll show that, like, all right, I think the Raiders are for real, you know. But mm-hmm. if we get blown out, it's like, all right, where are the Raiders? Like, are they really for real, or are they kind of fake? You know. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if you look at their 
the rest of their season. Like, hypothetically, you know, they could lose to the Chiefs. They can beat Atlanta. They can beat the Jets. Uh, the Colts, that, that, that's a toss-up right there. Yeah. Chargers, yeah, you could probably beat them. The Dolphins, they've been running. They've been they've, they've been, been good. They've been running with it, and you know they beat the Niners. But I mean, everyone can beat the Niners at this point. <laughs> and 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 then you know they finish it out and beating the the Broncos. You know, so with that one, two, three, four, at least you know, I mean they're looking at ten win season at least. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's uh, that's probably good. that's the first I think since twenty sixteen. That you yeah. kind of break over 10. So, yeah, I mean, that, that'll definitely be uh, something to be happy about. And I think that 10 wins right there should get them a playoff spot. But we'll see. And and I think that'll that'll change people's mind to go to them, too. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. But we could talk about so many different teams, Nick, and, <laughs> and be on this podcast for the next three hours. But, again, I don't want to take too much of your time, but – um, I'll give you this last four. Uh, you know, anything else or anything you want to talk about? The floor is yours. Oh, the floor is mine. Uh, <laughs> well, Marlon, you have asked me, you know, my opinions on the league and where oh, and where everything is going, but you, you never said what you think. So, who who do you think is, you know, who who do you think the dark horses in this league? Yeah, and where where do you see the rest of the, like what? Where, where do you see the rest of this league? Like, where, where do you think it's going to go? Like, who, who's going to be on top? Who's going to give people a run for their money? And who's going to be the dark horse? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a great question, Nick. Uh, appreciate that. But um, <laughs> I think uh, for my dark horse, it's, it's going to remain the same since, you know, before we started the season. And I, ta- I talked to you and Devin about this before the season started. Um, I see Andrew um, definitely being the dark horse uh, and kind of – like, I think he could just win week in and week out. And I think when he's in the playoffs, it's it's a different story. And for me, I I could see him making some noise. Um, mm-hmm. I think the overall favorite right now, um, with obviously record-wise and just winning in week in and out, is, uh, is Gabe. Um, he's obviously number one. And uh, in both, yeah, overall, he's doing well. But I think if there's anyone that could challenge, um, obviously his brother, Locked and Loaded, is you know is is going to be a contender. But I really think Ian could get it done as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think Falcons dog with his wide receivers and his quarterback and Kyler Murray and the season that he's having, like he has the wide receivers and he has Kels. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, especially with how much you know we talked about Kels. I think that's going to take him far. Um, deep into the playoffs, and I think that's going to help uh, with the rest of his schedule. When you know, if he if he's facing someone in the playoffs, and you see Kyler Murray, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, like I'm scared already. <laughs> and on like, top of that, and on yeah. top of that, he has Christian McCaffrey now. Now, and he does have Christian McCaffrey. And if McCaffrey does come back, he, in my opinion, will probably have the most complete team, and mm-hmm. out of everybody, um, and so. I definitely see Ian as the one that could ruin the entire league. Um, I, I could see, like, because I, I could see people be like, hey, like, Gabe, if you look from an outsider's perspective, you're like, dude, Gabe, like, Gabe is the one that is going to take it. But I could see Ian just ruin that and just him just 
take the take the nine hundred dollars and and buy me dinner. You know, like I could see that happening. <laughs> Ian, I think you got to pay. You got to buy Marlon dinner now. I, I think that's what he has to do. So, <laughs> but um, I think that's kind of my favorite. Obviously, uh, the dark horse and. Um, uh, but I think, like, if you told me today, Marlon, who's going to win it, I just say we'll flat out be the best record. I think Gabe is on track to potentially win it. But who do I see potentially winning this whole thing? If McCaffrey comes back and he and he plays in the playoffs for Ian, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. I think Ian will take home $900. That's my opinion. Um, if Christian McCaffrey doesn't come back, um, then I think probably Gabe might just kind of run the number, but, uh, that's who I think. I think you make a good point on like, you know, it's like you look at, you look at someone's record and that automatically, you know, gives you like, Oh, this person, this person's probably going to win, you know? Yeah. But then it's like, then you look at other, you know, the people that are there and be like, okay, this might actually flip the whole table over and now oh now this guy's gonna win instead or something like that right which you know i you know it's like you look at both their teams and both their teams are really good but yeah i definitely think it's like christian mccaffrey's back i think ian has the flat out most balanced team but anybody in this league yeah and i'm just kind of thinking about it right now it's like it could be a blessing and a curse right like for example if the chiefs end up you know running the table Maybe in week fifteen or sixteen, when he needs him the most, the Chiefs are like, ah, yeah, let, let's let's throw Kelsey on a, a quick little rest before we head into playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, and next thing you know, he's not playing. Then it's like, all right, well, now what? You know, where where does Ian go? So I think it's a blessing and a curse for these players. You know, and especially with uh, Gabe having Mahomes. Oh my goodness! If Gabe is in the the you know. The game right before the championship game, and or is even in the championship game, and they're like, "Hey, Mahomes, uh, come on, man! We only lost one game of the season. We don't need you for the rest of the season. Let's get ready for playoffs." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that to me could be a a little interesting. You know, because or, then you'd have to resort to someone else, and that's the same for Aaron Jones. You know, what if the Green Bay Packers wrap it up? Next thing you know, they they might not be starting Aaron Jones. They might give Devontae Adams a night. Might give Aaron Rodgers a night. Like. I really think that if teams start winning out like this, especially good teams, you know, playoff teams, um, you know, these top six teams in fantasy, they might not have the studs, you know, closer to the championship game. Yeah. Oh, wow. I actually didn't really think about that. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, they might play Mahomes for, a, you know, a half, a quarter, you know, just kind of see yeah. where it is. Or they run the score up and be like, okay, we're taking all these guys out, you know. And that's big fantasy implications because – if I have a team, if I have players from the Raiders or from the Dolphins, like player, like teams that need to run it all the way until Week Seventeen, I'm, I would rather have those players than um, than a Mahomes or a McCaffrey. That if the season's over, they they could say why play them. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's gonna the storylines of the rest of the season's gonna be amazing. Um, and so for me, even though you know I'm kind of on the outside looking in and. Um, potentially if I make playoffs or not, if I don't, I'm okay. Because to be honest, like being the commissioner of this league, like I'll tell you right now, man, I'm, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful to have people in this league, uh, 
you know, that's very active and, and the, you know, they're balling out um, and mm-hmm. they're having fun. I think that's the most important thing for me. And that's worth a hundred dollars for me, in my opinion, every single year. Um, so that, that's to me, I'll take pride in that. And uh, I, I can't wait for uh, the playoffs, no matter who it is. Um, and to give this person uh, the trophy. Uh, and honestly, the trophy. <laughs> the trophy. And, and a little bit of cash to go along with it, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm so, I'm so glad we went with the trophy over than like a ring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it has, it'll have the name of that person too for the year. So I'm excited. Yeah. I, I think that just, it just kind of, it makes it a little bit more special because it's like you have your name on that plaque that like anybody else who gets it in, in like coming years will be like, oh, you know. Nick got it, or Kevin got it, or Marlon got it this year, you know, it's like, oh, they had a really good team, you know, they had this, this, and this, you know, or, oh, or, you know, or like me, it's like, oh, you know, I barely beat this guy this year to win it, and or whatever, compared to, you know, a ring, they're like, oh, I won this, you know, in yeah. 2015. <laughs> I won I, this I, five I, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it barely fits. <laughs> The top is falling off. The diamonds, <laughs> Grandpa, are they fake? <laughs> What's the superstar league? <laughs> your dad played it. Your granddad plays it with a bunch of his friends. <laughs> dad, what's this? <laughs> oh, that old thing. Oh boy! <laughs> Don't tell your mother. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Again, like this league is is a bunch of fun, um, and the players and. Just the whole twelve man roster that we have, man, it's great, and uh, I'm looking forward this to this. You know, hopefully running it again, or um, even if we have people that leave and new people coming in, like it's still going to be competitive no matter what. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, this league is going to be. Uh, I, I don't want to hype it up too much, but I think it does deserve to be hyped up. To be honest, like oh, this, definitely. <laughs> this league is uh, definitely one to be reckoned with, and it's a very. I, again, I'll say it from the first episode to right now. It's competitive. It's it's hard. And when you have league members of this status, like yourself, who's been in the championship game and had a top three team, and you know, Kai, who's won different leagues, the the Mellow Brothers, who's always gonna compete, Kevin winning this league, you know, Andrew always a dark horse, and he's no he knows his football too damn well. Sometimes I question, <laughs> and you, and you have Devin, who makes moves and has had a top three team as well, and it, it's so consistent all around. How can you say that you're the best one? Oh yeah, you know, like I know Gabe right now with this record, you know, could talk for a little bit. Sure, we'll see what happens in playoffs. You know who he faces or whatnot, but it it's just that good of a league. We just don't know. It, it's different year in and year out. And that that kind of makes it that makes it you know funner is not a word but it makes it funner. <laughs> it does. Funner is a word, Dad. It, it's now a word. <laughs> All right, but yeah, it, it it keeps things interesting, you know, because it's like no one really knows, you know, no no one knows who's gonna who's gonna get who or right. who somebody has an an an, an itch for. Like, oh, I think this guy's gonna be good. I mean, and even this year, you know, it's like. Like we were all on, or uh, some of us were on FaceTime, oh. you know, in, in the lotter <laughs> in the little lottery draft, you know. <laughs> it, it you know, and it happened that you know everyone that was on it all got the last picks. Oh boy, you know, <laughs> you know who you are. 
Hey man, I was with, I was right with you. <laughs> but anyway, hey, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, it it makes things fun, and you know, and it, it helped that a lot of us all work together. You know, so we could all you know mess around and give each other a hard time, and like I mean, I I I remember multiple times when Melo just like just radios me about something that's happening on the TV when I can't see it. Oh, and he's like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Mel, you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you know, it, it, it makes things fun. And I'm sad that, you know, a lot of us aren't able to work all together anymore or even see each other on game days, you know, but it still makes it fun in the group chat. And, you know, and I, you know, I'm happy to be in the league and, you know, I, it wouldn't be this. It's not the same in other leagues, you know, which I'm like, okay, well, it's fine. It's another league. But, you know, this is probably my number one. Oh. Yeah, and I definitely want to see if I can get something going maybe for the championship game, uh, which is, I think, maybe week 15 or 16 for our league. Mm-hmm. That would mm-hmm. be cool, you know, hopefully if, like, we could try and get together uh, and try and see if we can watch all the games mm-hmm. and just kind of see what, what that matchup is like. Um, but you're right, man. Like, I think it'll definitely be a little bit more different when we could all meet up together and draft together and mm-hmm. uh, really kind of, like, just be a little bit more involved. Um, I think that would have been cool. Obviously, this year happened, but with COVID, it's totally understandable. We're, we're making the most of it. That's all it is. No, that's that's a perfect way to put it. But, yeah, man, next year will be fine, and we'll see what happens. But, damn, I think we're, what, almost like an hour and 15 minutes in? <laughs> it doesn't all feel right. like it at all. <laughs> yeah. But, um, shoot, I don't, again, I don't want to take too much of your time, though. This is probably the longest podcast. I think my <laughs> average is like 30, 40 minutes, but I'll take an hour and a half. It's cool with me. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oopsie. Did I do that? No. <laughs> oh, good, man. But Nick Devine, thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with me. And congratulations on being Baller of the Week for week number 10. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on it. And, you know, I, I didn't expect to be Baller of the Week of the week but you know it just happened it happens and it happened it, yeah. and it came at I, honestly the most the, the critical time and this is probably the best time to be ball of the week you know heading into the playoffs i mean i'd like a couple more wins under my belt <laughs> but you know what i'll take it i'll take absolutely it. but um nick divine i really uh, everything your team moving forward uh hopefully the health is there and players stay stay healthy and you know let, hopefully for let's hope for a good playoff run these next couple weeks I hope so, too. I really hope so, too. Oh, yes. Well, let me go ahead, Nick, and I'll let you go. <laughs> it's pretty late here, so uh, let's definitely uh, let's talk soon, and um, you know, let, let's catch up, you know, and it, it, let me know when you're working. I'm trying to get a drink. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll talk offline, brother. <laughs> All right, man. Sounds good. All right, man. You have a great, great night, and Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Commission Podcast. Yours truly, Marlon Dragon Cody and Nick Devine. Peace out. Hey.